What's up, everybody? You're tuned into Apartment 420. I'm your boy, the media maven, the blonde songbird, and your favorite hater, Christian with the mix. And I am your neighborhood-friendly black bear, Jay Light. Please don't shoot. And, and together, together, we are well beyond. And that's where I am at the moment, beyond. So, um, <laughs> as I am lighting up, finally. And I'm doing what I do. Vaping. Vaping. Um, I think somewhere along the line, my, my taste buds have become fucked up. And weed is just... Somehow my, my taste buds are just messed up and it just tastes funny. Or they these um, blunt bills are not being made what they used to anymore and now it just, just all tastes funny because everything smells great right now. It just not tastes funny. So, I'm dealing with the apocalypse. Okay? Black people are outside giving out wrong information. Like, yep. Like really outside giving out wrong information. Please, everybody, I'm not practicing social distancing anymore because I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I'm in New York City where people are dying anyway. I'm just going to socially distance myself in the house and away from y'all on the street. I literally ping-ponged from 155 <laughs> to 125 because people were we just crossing the street from me, just crossing the street, just crossing the street. So I'm over it. I was saying here, watching, because we went out for a walk the other day, and you know, it's in Toronto, it's not crazy at all. People are re- really respecting what's going on. But every once in a while, you know, you see, see people coming at you when you're walking, you know, Sunday afternoon, blah, blah, blah. I was saying there should be like a law that says you have to follow the flow of traffic, even on the sidewalk. That way, if people are going with the flow of traffic, they're all going the same way. So they're not coming at you. They're always walking like in front of you. This coronavirus no matter where they gotta go. make us change laws. You know that, right? I mean, it should make us change laws because there are lots of things that we are, as humans, are doing totally fucked up to our planet in general. You've seen the uh, uh, the fish coming back in certain places in Italy and the dolphin coming back in some places in Italy and, you know, people outside, they can see their fucking houses now with kind of the smog in, in California. You know, there's lots of things that we, was, we were doing to our, our environment. Wait a minute, bitch. Hold up. That was crazy. Excuse me. Wait a minute. People can see their houses now because of the fog in California. Yeah. So Not the fog, mean- they smog. So, you know, if you can see your neighborhood, right? You can see, you see one, two blocks away. Now you're seeing five, six, seven blocks away. What? You see your whole community. Like, Negro, I was there in California at one time. I could see blocks away. What are people talking about? Other parts of California, bro. When I went, I was doing marching band shit. There was one place, I think it was Bakersfield, we went to for a, a, a show. And literally, the sky was orange. Like the clouds were so low and they were orange. I was like, oh my God, this is fucking real life. Eventually, like- it cleared up. It cleared up when I went to LA. But, but, you know, the fact is, California has known for being a very, very polluted city. I thought it was uh, because of the forest fires. I could be a lot, a lot of reasons. At that point, it wasn't the forest fires. Oh. Um, it was the traffic smog. and smog. So people are saying they, they can breathe better now, and it's it's a little different for them, which well, I agree. Here, I will say this. I literally, and Jay knows this for a fact, this, this morning I did a complete adventure. Now, you're going to be over me when I tell you what, what really happened. I, I'm not even going to tell you what happened until we get to the part of the story. You, you just hear. So I got up. No lights, no internet. Why? Because their automatic systems are cutting people off. And now they're having to call in and have them turn the shit back on um, so that 
they can make note of it next month. Don't cut it off. Like that's crazy that you just didn't like just have a system wide program to do that. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so I get up. That's my first problem. Go. Then I gotta go get medication. I literally walk from 155 to 125, 50 or 25 blocks, probably two miles, I want to say. And I was on the phone with you since you started this venture. Man, when I had you, oh my God, I made man. you get out the house and go get your medicine. Yes. And so I'm going to, I go get it. Now I get down to 59th street. The train is sitting there waiting. Like, I don't know. We're waiting. I'm just figuring them probably, you know how they do. We got to be being held here by a dispatch or whatever. I get a phone call from my pharmacist telling me that he's outside my door. <gasps> no now, fucking way, bitch. You did not just tell me. See, this is, I, I on yep. purpose sometimes tell Christian not to tell me shit. Yep, we I talk so much. And then we talk about on the podcast. And that's what so this is literally my first time hearing this story. Like After literally. being with him on the phone for like almost an oh, hour, right. 45 minutes from the time he complained about this shit of them not dropping it off to the time where he actually got on and the I train. I literally don't know. And then we lost connection. But this is amazing. What happened between me leaving here and getting to 59th Street? I don't know what happened. But yeah, that's what happened. I got there at 59th Street. They called me. I'm like, yo, I got to get off the train and go home. And that became us another fucking like headache and scary motherfucking thing like I was on the train with people already coughing so you know I'm like switching fucking trains yeah I'm like oh my god three people coughing on one train the whole fucking train stood up the whole fucking cart started moving like people's like oh gotta move gotta move like everybody's just moving wow can't believe they were at your fucking door Negro he's like I'm downstairs with your prescription he's like we realized that you're quite a distance away than it would take some time to get here. Plus they will be putting you in risk of coming here. It would be easier for us just to deliver to the ones that are further out and we can just, did you just come downstairs and pick it up? I said, I'm not even there. So you can, what you can do is just put it down outside the door and leave. Like you need me to buzz you in? Not, not a problem. You can do that. So that's what I did. I buzzed him in and uh, he left my medication outside and I came back home. Only thing is, people are out in the streets going crazy. Okay? There are mamas. Mm. There are literally mothers on the train right now going crazy. Okay. I didn't hear anything you said for like the last minute. I know. It went black. Fuck, I lost the whole story. Oh, no, 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 you didn't. I was just saying, like, it's crazy. Like, people are going crazy, and we need to be, we need to, like, learn from this. However, we need to be prepared for, like, parents and kids and schools and stuff like that. Because this is what the problem is now. It's not really that adults can't do something, it's kids. You have to maintain their attention span for the next month and a half. They're not listening, they're not. Mm, wow. I don't know what we're going to do because teenagers are like, fuck this, I'm going out. Yeah, that's, that's, who's, that's who's really, it really was the problem is it's not really adult adults because I've literally 
adhere to the rules. It's just that after a while, you gotta you just can't keep can't keep locked up. It's like being on, in prison on solitaire. Did you see the uh, infomercial PSA from Michael Rappaport? About keep your fucking kids in the fucking house, grab them by the goddamn necks, <laughs> and keep the fucking kids in the goddamn house. He's like, I'm not gonna be nice about it. Somebody's gonna be talking about this for a couple of days, and they'll be all nice, like, please keep your kids, please stay home. Fuck that. I'm gonna be real. Keep your goddamn kids in the house, those ratty, nasty, stinky, disgusted, fucking dumbass kids. Get their asses in the house. Yes. Right. Like, okay, and I'm like, anybody that has to leave your child at home because you have to go to work because your job is just that stupid and won't let you stay home. Or that then, important. Or that important. But nine times ten, if you're living over here in the projects with me, um, your job is not that important. I mean, there's nurses and doctors in their projects too. If there's some nurses and doctors over here, honey, then you need to be locked up at the fucking hospital. Don't even come home. Y'all need to just stay there. True. That is. That's another thing. There should be a place that where they where they so can lay isolate. their head. Yeah, like a like a hotel right across the street. They know, you know, that's going to be a safe place to go, and not Instead go back and forth to the house. I mean, they're turning the Jarvis Center into a fucking, like, place for people to go now. Yeah, that's crazy. Which I don't think nobody's going there yet because... Not yet. No, they got to feel work it out of the details because it's, it's a sanitation issue first off. And you got to turn it into a, a, a convention center, into a hospital. That's not just one thing you can do quickly and quietly. You got to make lots Beds, of, you know, decisions. Equipment and- yeah, clean it up. You got clean, to clean the whole place first. You can't go in there not even knowing if it's sanitized correctly. That's a big ass place, so they got to sanitize that shit first, and they keep Inside it clean. Inside and out. Inside and out, and they keep it clean, and then move things in. It's a very, it's a nightmare because you don't know who's going to be in that building at any given time of the day. It's really, it's like a hospital. But at least you know, in a hospital, they're sick already. If turning turning any building into a hospital means you have to make sure that those people are sometimes somehow accountable for where they're going, what they're doing before they get back to there. Because if they come, if they bring it in. Within two days, opening the fucking hospital. Guess what? That shit's deep in there now. It's just started. It's starting all over again. Knowing you're bringing people who are already sick into a sick building. And they keep telling me not to go to the doctor. Not go to the doctor. Yeah. Because it's it's allergy season too. They're like, it's allergy season and it's the end of flu season. Please be mindful of what you're wearing and you know being cold and hot and all that stuff. It will make you sick. And because of the coronavirus, it will make you think that you have it. Plenty of people. Just stop reading. Just stop reading symptoms. Everybody got different symptoms. Okay, as long as as long as your fucking lungs are not congested and you can breathe, mainly you are good to go. I love the how you I feel love like you are drowning. That's a problem. But I love how you're saying this after being the hypochondriac that you are, and me talking you off the ledge every goddamn day, <laughs> Even including today. Yeah, Mister Stomach Ache. I got stomach ache. I think I'm gonna go to the hospital. Like, don't take acid in goddamn hospitals. The fuck I said that like four times. And <laughs> mind you, one of the people on the bus, I mean, on the train, was like, "Don't go to the hospital." You told like, them that too. You said that to them too. I'm they- like, "Oh my god, my stomach is aching. Like, I feel like I got a headache. I, feel, I probably should go to the hospital." The lady looked at me. She's like, "But you're not coughing." I was like, "But I'm hurting." She's like, "But you're not coughing." <laughs> yes, lady. Yes, for the lady. Okay, she's like, no, don't go to the hospital. You waste your time if you go to the hospital. I was like, okay. And the doctor's time too. Get some kaopectate or some whatever you call it. Get clean your butt out. I'm not. Uh. Uh-uh. I got X-lax. I just do some X-lax. Yeah, do some X-lax. Get that out the way. Because I'm just like, I don't know what the problem is. I don't know. I haven't smoked a blunt in like 
six days, I smoke like mini blunts, like mini itty bitty, like hopefully this is some weed in this like rolled up rip, um, rope I'm smoking to get me high. I don't know if it did or not this week, but clearly I'm like smoking anything now, but thank the God for this. Cause I'm, I need a break. I can finally see the clouds forming in the sky. That's the, I mean, that's the, the, the free, that, was that free? Anyway, I don't think I've been high. Was that free while. weed? Clearly, was that free weed? Like I'm, I'm floating on a, I'm drifting on a. Was that free weed by chance? We had to pay. No doubt, I had to pay somebody. Mind you, the the okay, that's another thing, bitch. They is downstairs fighting for your money now. Like I have never (laughs) had to like, like I had like six choices of weed to pick from. Like oh, I love that. I'm like okay. (laughs) Okay, I'm like, yo, well, I buy. For, I know all y'all. Like, really, I do, but mm, I don't know what to get because it's so much. But I'm just gonna wait. I just went to my guy that I knew for sure because, again, I don't know what they're selling on the streets now. And that's why dispensaries are so good because you know, like, just like you had those six guys. If they opened up one dispensary, they would be making handle with fist money and call it a day. It's like done. Right now, they're like, I don't know what's going on. Like, bro, it's so hard. I'm just like, oh, I, can, I feel for you. You know, there's one dispensary. People can go legally get weed. Done. New York, get the, get, the, get the program. New York, get with the program. America, <laughs> get with the program. It should have been legalized by now. I mean, as long as, I mean, like, I don't get why it's taking so long to legalize it in 50 states. Yeah, because you have people, sad to say, white Republicans mostly. And some moderate Democrats who want to suck some white Republicans' dicks, Republicans' okay. dicks, who know the benefits of marijuana, but because of the history of marijuana in this country, they would look like fucking absolute hypocrites to allow it to go across the whole board. Because they got to unarrest, you know, and, and we get people who are in jail for 25, 30 fucking years for selling a little weed out of jail now. And that means they have to produce their what? Content of people in prison some other way. How they gonna do that? Then they don't know yet, because people for weed is easier than people for killing people. Oh yeah, you could just arrest somebody for weed and it goes jail. Yeah, it's like, done. Even, it's done. Really get a trial or nope, it's done. And then they just go straight to jail. Straight to jail. It's like, oh well, you know, that's an easy way to get our, you know, keep our prison numbers Full. up. Exactly. And to keep paying our prison, you know, companies and shit. Like, thank you. That's all it is. It's all that's, for weed. And that's man. why. And that's why you know, America will I'm never over it. Enough about, Unless I mean, again, you guys, the coronavirus is serious. Please take it serious. I understand that there's been other ones that we have been dealing with beforehand because that's what everybody's quick to say. This is not new. I understand that, but we know that. But this one is. and True. <laughs> if you did not, um, if you don't think it's serious, you probably aren't watching the news and you don't know about Italy, who is pretty much almost wiped out in population. Yes, a large number of public <laughs> like, like Italy like is about to be like yeah, Italy is like about to be a a, a whole build, new a, world. Yeah, I mean, like literally, <laughs> it's about to be a city, a museum. Like we're just gonna go and visit it because I don't know if people are gonna survive. Like I have a friend that said that his mother passed away, and she was in Italy. He's from Italy. And she's like, my mother and my sister, and they're all sick. And I mean, he's worried. I'm just like, wow. Yeah, it is serious over there. Because also because I've been to Italy once, and the town is very tight. The towns, I should say, are very tight. 
So when you see videos of them singing off the balconies, that's because their next neighbors are literally right there within distance of singing. You can hear them and talk. And that's like the whole almost city because those streets are tight. Now imagine that little ass, tight ass community all being infected with the same virus. You can't avoid so totally what happens because they're so close together. Oh, they're pretty much a coughing into the fucking air vent. Yeah, basically it's like coughing into the whole the whole building's like getting infested with, you know, sickness. It's almost like that's crazy. You know, the like the the cruises that were happening and they were having people on the cruise for two weeks, and all of a sudden everybody started getting sick, who might not have any been sickness before, but all of a sudden they're getting sick. It's the tightness. So yeah, they're they're just dying in four in a house, five in a house. You're all gonna catch it. One person has it. Everybody dying in the house together. Like, yeah. Could you just imagine watching your family die? And you're the last person. Or just dying around you. you. So bad. You, so you bad. just. I would. You probably would just kill yourself. I mean, there's because there's nowhere. To, there's nothing you can do at the moment. Like you're stuck. And I feel for people like this. I really do. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Um, there's plenty of places in Africa that we don't know about that probably got it because a lot of places in Africa don't have, um, you know, communication to the outside world. It's, yep. Some places are not developed. You know, we're this what we're dealing Hopefully with, and that's sad. I, I mean, we have developed situations here in the United States and North America, true, but a lot of places don't, and we we rely on their stuff, like, like they rely on us, and absolutely, it's sad. It's really really sad, but. On a light note, you know, just so we we're not going to talk about this whole show. On a light note, you know, we were so talking about. Let's be, before, before, before we do this. Did you get your medicine? What happened with that part? Oh, it's down. I got it. It was downstairs. You just came back home and cursed him out. You should say, "Motherfucker, I told y'all." Oh, well, when I came back home, when I got off the train, I was calling, um, talking to them, and somehow Anderson called, and we got switched over. So I was cursing like when Anderson called. I was literally cursing like them out. Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Y'all are some dumb motherfuckers. They are trying to put people in. Like, I was like going the fuck off. And he was like, what is going on? I'm just like, hello, who is this? <laughs> He's like, um, this is Anderson? Like, didn't you? I'm like, when, how'd you get on the phone? Like, what? He was like, who are you talking to? I'm like, I wasn't talking to you. Like, when did you call? <laughs> I mean, that's how long I was going off. I think they might have hung up and I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> they probably just like, uh, right, so no, I don't know. Because I was going to fuck off. Like, I wouldn't let them say a word. Like, don't even speak. Even though I asked a question, don't say shit. That question was hypothetical. I didn't mean to speak. Like, <sighs> but, yes. None need to say. I got my medication. Good. And, um, but they only supplied me for 14 days. What the fuck? Which, which is crazy because they need. To get medication in, oh. like, there ain't no shipment. So I'm like, wait a minute. So y'all behind? So like, what the fuck is going on? Like, they like, um, people have like, well, they did say this. Companies have been asked to stop doing what they're doing to start making medical supplies. Yeah, they did say that. So some stuff is being halted. So the, you know, certain things can be made. So I don't know what that but means. No, but I, I think they're asking like car manufacturers and people that make Brita filters, not life altering drugs that people rely on to live. That makes no sense. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like I think that in the process of them having to do like deliver 
just like certain things, they're weighing the options on where they got to go first. First, we need to get all our, med- all our equipment to the hospital. Boom, that's done. Then to the next thing in line. And once they complete all these task lists, I guess is what it seemingly looks like they're saying, mm-hmm. then they'll be back to the regular thing. I, okay, so you're saying supplying. Okay, that's a, yeah, supplying for the war. So they're supplying like, like first. The and then yeah, I got you. And and then once they're supplied, then they'll start moving down again. But he was like, you know, they can they have to go pick up certain things, and in the interim of doing so, you can deliver it too. So that's what they're doing. Two birds, one stone. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I get what you're saying. You have to go pick up people medication. You have to go pick up medication and some prescriptions for other people from other pharmacies. So while you're out doing that, you're going to go run people medication to them, and that makes sense. But you could have told me that before I got on the train to come to you. Absolutely. Could have told you that before you got on the train to come to you and that traumatic experience. But you know what? It's good that you saw it because like you said, even you, hours before this was happening, you was like, fuck that. I'm going to this this meeting about uh, this protest about this is hoax and this is fake and we need to get back to work. And then you start seeing people around you like, oh, motherfuckers are not taking this shit serious enough. <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> Why are you trying mm-hmm. to talk about me? I want nothing from you. And you're like, oh my God, I can't do this train. I can't do this train. I'm fucking crazy. It's stupid. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't do I can't do the train now. But you know, people are out there like, oh, this is nothing. And I again, I literally see people are like they're like, it's not that it's not nothing. It's like I got kids and I gotta feed my kids. And my job is like, I'm not, you know, you only getting paid if you come to work. And like I can't believe people are doing this to people, but I like you have to come to work. They in Canada just passed their bill, their stimulus package of giving every Canadian citizen two thousand dollars a month for the next four months, up to two thousand dollars a month for the next four months. Well, that's good. That's great. We can't, we can't decide on one yet. You can't. You can't sign on shit. And I don't even think. I think you guys have a package now, but it's like twelve hundred dollars, and I don't know if it's every month or not. That's crazy. Nope. Actually, it was declined again. It was declined again? It was declined again um, because the Democrats are concerned that... No, no, no. The benefit- this is this morning when your internet was out. <laughs> oh, okay. So another one. Okay. Yeah, they, they passed it this morning with the Democrats' approval. Um, oh, good. Because the Democrats were concerned that all they were going to give money to was the, was the companies. Big companies, yeah. They're still, they're still giving money to big companies, but they're trying to make sure that, that small ball companies, as well as American citizens have something right because giving the company a bailout is one thing but giving the the worker a bailout is completely another what are you eating and some people mm, i've been down for something sweet so long because you was high now that's i get you i respect your love of the sweets and this no actually i just want something sweet before i got high you're not high yet and so, yeah that's what i'm saying i think i have sweets and you're high you're high high and sweets yeah, so I had bought some like um, what's it, Suzio's or Cheerios or the soft gummy ones. The it's a it's a Hostess treat. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, Suzy Q's. Suzy Q's. Okay, yeah. I was like, is a Cheerio? Is something with a letter? Something letter. Something letter. Cheerios. <laughs> you did say Cheerios. I'm like, okay, Cheerios. <laughs> so like Suzy something Q's. O. <laughs> something O. Something Q. Something it's round. Something like round. That's good. 
and you know chocolate with some cream so i'm just good all in your mouth it made me think <laughs> yeah it, it kind of gave me the uh-huh. remember that's of a, like a dick or something I was like, oh, do you remember the first time you had dick uh yeah oh my god yeah and then this is gonna sound funny when i tell this story because clearly someone was trying to adopt me <laughs> oh shit and I was like, "You, this is the worst abduction." Oh my god! So, <laughs> so yeah, I do remember my first time having dick. I was like, uh, on my own for like me wanting to. It was like fifteen, and this guy was trying to pick me up off the street from leaving the barber shop. I was walking past the park. And he pulled up and was like, "Come here, let me uh, come here, let me show you something." I'm like, "What?" I'm like, yo, bruh. It, I mean, he asked a couple of times. Like, I got, I just don't want to show you something. I'm, like, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just like, yo, if this isn't a, if you're trying to abduct somebody, this is the worst way of doing it. Like, <laughs> like really? He was like, I'm not trying to abduct you. I'm just like, he's like, I just want to show you something. I was like, okay, like really, what you about to show me? So I walked over and he had no pants on. Oh. In his car, <laughs> and his dick was out, and it was the oh. first time I had ever seen like a grown man's dick. And I was like, wow. In my head, I'm like, wow, it's so big. Like, <laughs> so I was like, I want to I wanna try. Um, but I was like, he's like, you want to touch? And I was like, no. And um, he was like, well, okay. He's like, I'm like, this is crazy. You're not abducting me the right way. Like, I don't think this is how it's supposed to go. And he was just like, stop saying that. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm, like, I don't know what else to say. This is what it seems like. And um, I got out. You know, he wanted me to get in his car, and I was like, nope. So he pulled off. And after he pulled off, I was like, this might be your only chance to ever know what it's like to be with someone sexually as a man, because you're not supposed to do this. So if you want to try this, this is your chance. So I was like, hey, come back, come back. And so he came back. We went to his house, and we had sex. Was it enjoyable, or would it hurt? It hurt, because I just... Like when his dick got hard, you know, he's like, "You want to put it in?" I'm like, "Okay." I just sat down. Oh fuck, no way, bitch! You talking about you talking about like you talking about immediate pain? Like <laughs> you impaled yourself? What the fuck? Like bitch, I just sat straight down, like it, like it was not like it was not going to be anything, like it was going to hurt at all. Like boom, I like to die. You, you quite honestly, you raped your, you jail raped yourself. <laughs> Like you prison raped yourself. He was like, he was like, wait. After that, I mean, he was like, I mean, he could not stop me in time because I oh like, oh my Ooh. god, I can't believe. Oh my god, are you okay? <laughs> I know what I did. Oh my god, that would that would scare me first of my life getting fucked. Oh my god, it kind of almost did, but then it didn't because once I sat down, it was like, boom, it was in. Oh my god. And I'm like, oh my god! Like immediately sat down, and then I popped right back up because of the pain. Oh yeah. And I immediately popped up and laid down, like fell on his chest, and he was like, oh my god! Like you gotta take your time. Like you, you don't need lube either, nigga. I'm an unexperienced teenager having sex for the very first time with anybody. No, I did not know anything about lube. Oh wow! Hell, I didn't even know anything about dishing. No, you wouldn't. Clearly. So immediately I sat down with somebody and not only did I impale myself and rape myself, but I also like shitted on them. <laughs> yeah, the you damn time, sure so. did. It was blood and oh my God. Oh Lord Jesus. 
Mm-hmm. I can only imagine. That's how bad. Sure, don't. No, well, mine was similar. To, mm, mine was similar to that, but it was willing participant of it. Um, I mean, I was a willing participant too, but yeah, I agree. But I just wasn't an informed willing participant. I, I wasn't. I was. I was seventeen ish. Seventeen, almost eighteen, when I had my first sexual experience with a man, and um, we had had some kind of relationship before that in the bathroom of work is a coworker. And child, y'all were just in the bathroom playing with each other. I sucked his dick. As I said, playing oh, with Oh, he sucked dick. mine. Oh no, it was his car. It was his car the first day, like the day, like, day before that. We were in his car. Um, could be drive me home from work. And I sucked his dick in the back of his house. Then the next day, he sucked my dick at work. And then, like a month later, he he fucked me. But it was um, it was one of those situations where it was he spit on it and just threw it in me, and it popped. You know the whole the tree pop. Yep. But he didn't have a big dick. He did not have a big dick. So I was like, okay, no problem. And then it, it didn't last for yeah, ten minutes. Maybe five minutes, maybe maybe fourteen seconds. It didn't last long at all. <laughs> it lasted maybe fifteen. If it lasted a minute, that was a long time. I mean, this is this of is tight booty hole. I'm talking about yeah, you you know. The first the first time it did seem like it was forever, but it was really only like 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 you say, like it wasn't. That yeah, long. and he came inside me, and then he pulled his pants up and went home. And then I, I didn't have sex. Oh, I didn't have oh. sex with another man for another maybe year and a half until I graduated high school and went back home to New York. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I can't say that. Um, I, I think we, we, me and him started having sex on a regular, but it was, hmm, and not like all the time. Like we, we, had sex that one time, and then I probably didn't have sex with him again for like maybe a year because he said he couldn't find me because he didn't know where I live. Again, he was trying to abduct me. Um, <laughs> and so, of course, he had to um, find me. And one day, he just rode around my neighborhood where he thought I lived. I had him drop me off close to my house, but not my neighborhood, actually. Like, I live like a good, still a distance away from where he dropped me off at. So he just rode around until one day he saw me outside. And he just, you know, that's how he, that's how he found me again. That's how he found me. I mean, by that time, I was old enough to be like get in the car with somebody and go where the fuck I wanted to. Just let my family know, like I'm leaving, I'm gonna go hang out, and that's how we develop our relationship. We just had a fuck relationship. Come to find out later on, though, that he was a known child molester and pedophile, and um, he got arrested some years later. Um, because he actually infected somebody and that were younger. And I mean, like, that's how most of them get caught down south. They wind up having sex with someone, infected them, and getting caught. Yeah, that's a problem, especially when they're 15 and don't know nothing about nothing and just sit on somebody's dick with no blue protection or nothing. Nope, and you didn't even tell them. Didn't tell them. Didn't inform them, hey, let's put a condom on, let's lube your butt up. You just let the boys know. Nope. Didn't even think of Didn't even think of You know, back then, we back down south, we did not talk about having sex. Anyway, it was supposed to be just abstinence. They didn't even talk about condoms. Just be abstinence, you know. And then, like, coming out the closet was a completely different thing, too, because, bitch, that was a completely different thing for me. Like, I can't... <sighs> True story. 
I came out the closet um, to my best friends in school in science class. And then literally four days later, I get in the car with my grandmother, my sister, my mom. We're going to the grocery store to get food. We pull into the to the to the AP AMP or Piggly Wiggly, what the fuck it was called back then. And they immediately bust out into tears. Now I don't know why anyone is crying. <laughs> like everyone was they, everybody's just crying. Like my mother's crying, my sister's crying. The first thing my sister says, everyone says you're gay, you're my brother, and I don't know what to do. And I'm just like, oh Is Ebony? Yeah. I was like, what? And she's like a young kid. Then like she's like like in maybe like sixth grade or something. I'm just like, what? Maybe eighth grade. We weren't that far behind. But she just couldn't deal with it. And like people were talking about me being gay. Like it had gotten out. Like my best friends had told their mothers. And their mothers had told like their friends. And the, you know, it was getting around so, okay. town. So what made you tell your best friends? What, what was the urge to come out? Um, I was talking to a guy at the time that was older than me. He was 28. Damn older man. And I loved him. And I mean, that's the guy that raped me and gave me um, HIV. But we didn't have sex for years. And when we did, finally did have sex and we finally started talking, of course, I felt the need to come out. Mm. And he was a well-known gay guy. He was really fucking handsome. And everybody wanted to be with him and he had chose to be with me. And so we just, I just felt like I needed to tell everybody. And so I told my best friends, like, and I was trying out for the cheerleading team. And everybody was like, what? We don't have any males on the cheerleading team. Like, why would you want to do that? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to do something different. They just like, you're gay. And I'm like, hmm, maybe so. And then I realized I was because all I wanted to do was date men. I knew this a long time ago, but I had to hide it. And so finally, because my friends were accepting me, I decided to just go ahead and come out of the closet and just tell my truth. And so I was like, hey, y'all, guess what? Um, it's weird. It was weird. It, it was really weird. Like the way I told them, it was weird. But again, I wanted to come out because of my dating someone. That's why I came mm -hmm. out. But they started crying in this car. And I didn't know what was going on. My grandmother started praying. <laughs> my mother was crying still. My sister was saying what she had to say. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I went back in the closet right then and there in the car. I told them that was a lie. Like, no, I'm not gay. People are lying to y'all. And then maybe a day later, they heard me and my boyfriend on the phone Oops. talking. Like they picked up the phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would not. And I didn't know it. And they, you know, it all came out then for sure. That was like the nail in the coffin. Cool, Bob. Yeah. Changed. And um, they went to his job and was like, "Yo, like he a faggot." I mean, they they really went all in. They went in. Like they went to his job, got him fired. Wow. Um. Like all kinds. Of, he he did not want to talk to me for weeks. Like you don't understand. Like I had to beg him to like. You don't understand. It was crazy. He used to walk. He used to walk to the rain in the rain. Um, to go to the payphone to talk to me. That's how we used to talk. We used to sit. He, could, he, he didn't have a phone. So he used to sit on the payphone with me for like an hour just talking on the phone. And I mean. But he's also ultimately an asshole, a creep. So. Yeah. And in the end, 
after everything came out last year about my, you know, what happened and stuff, he um he didn't know that he infected me at the time because he didn't even know he was infected when we when he wow. raped me. So he didn't know he infected me. Uh, he didn't find out until then that it was him who actually did it. And um, he felt bad about it. Um, we talked when I went home last year. And, you know, we, we're good. We've always been good. I forgave him years ago. That's good to forgive somebody. You can forgive, but can't forgive. Yeah, I forgave him years ago. Right. When, my, when I came out, um, I, was, I, I, was, I too was forced out of the closet. Um, I was dating someone. I was like 20 years old at the point. I was dating someone, living in New York. And um, I, he was an older gentleman when we lived together. So he and I took a trip to like Orlando, Florida. And we took pictures at the hotel. And and it was on those cameras, like it was before digital camera camera stuff. So you had to like Polaroid. Polaroid. No, not Polaroid. You had to get the camera, you know, get it. Um, oh, take, take it to Photoshop. the Photoshop yeah. place. You get developed. That's the word. Developed. So you had to get the photos developed. Um. So. No, I, I'm lying. It was a digital camera, but we still we got pictures off the off the. Take, take it to the store. store. Exactly. Take it to the store and get it done through the store. So they had an envelope, Kodak machine, envelope, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, you, you got the, the, the card and you put it in there and they give you all your pictures. So I took them home with me because they, they were in my bag. So my parents lived in Pennsylvania. So I took it home with me and in my bag, I just put it in the basement somewhere. My sister, Shawana, goes downstairs looking for something and finds the photos in my bag. And in one of those photos was me and this guy. We were sharing a kiss. So this is Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I forgot to tell you that part. <laughs> oh God! Even more. Yeah, I went home. You know, I had an overnight bag. I live in New York City. Overnight bag for the week, week, weekend, Christmas, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, she found it in my bag, and Christmas Day. I think it was Christmas Day, and just told my mom that I was gay. And she'll show, show her the picture, and my mom started crying, and I had to. I was like, "I'm, I'm, I'm not gay. I'm just, I'm just bisexual. I'm just experimenting. You know, all this kind of bullshit that people tell your parents and whatever." Mm-hmm. Uh, but they always knew I was gay. I remember being like 13, 14. Did be asked the question, "Are you gay?" Like, why would you even ask that? Yes, you ain't got no girlfriends. Like, what do, how do you know what you got no girlfriends? Is. Like, why are you got a girlfriend? Got a girlfriend then? Are you gay? That's like, uh, no. I mean, being a black man, you have to have a girlfriend by like 13, 14. Or have a short interest in some kind of situation. Mm. And I had girlfriends, quote unquote, when I was growing up, but it just never stuck. <laughs> yeah, mine, mine it didn't even. It lasted about it a didn't stick. It was like, you know, high school. Oh, not high school, uh, elementary school. You know, I love you, love me, hold my books. Let's have lunch together. Oh my God. That's so yeah. like, you the girlfriend, boyfriend, because y'all Because you know, you're the same yeah. class. You got eight classes together. <laughs> You know, so. Yeah. Okay. Everybody had a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a girlfriend or boyfriend like that. When y'all was in class, you in class the whole time. day together. So it's like this person, this person you saw almost all day, every day. All day. Did you live close to each other? Nope. Did you like go around each other after work, after school? Nope. Like nope. All he spent time in school and maybe a couple of nights on the phone, and it wasn't really. No, I never. Nope. Nope. Never had phone calls. Oh my God. No. What I had girlfriends for phone that's calls. A, that's just a so self. I can prove to people that's that I have. I don't. I, 
That's cute. No, after after junior after elementary school, I didn't have any more girlfriends, and just never occurred to me. I knew what I like. I knew I like guys. It wasn't a question. I liked older men. I was about fifteen, thirteen, looking at porn at that point, and you know, discovering who I was as a man, as a boy, and what sexuality meant. So I knew I was not into girls. I was young, um, but I didn't know where to find guys that I liked. So it wasn't a thought. And I, I, lived, I lived in New York City. I could find guys probably everywhere, but that wasn't my concern at that point. I was going to school, doing stuff, marching band. It wasn't until I got to Pennsylvania that I met my, my first gay person, like one-on-one, because I had a job, my first job. So before that, I didn't have work. It was school and home. So when I met this person... Well, we knew about each other. We pretty much knew about each other down south. Yeah, that's the difference. New York City. And- we, just, we just couldn't get each other. We were just we knew about each other. Like We knew that there was a gay person in the next that's county funny. over that we might that's like. Funny. But because, you know, we didn't really go over there that much, you probably wouldn't see that person. I started meeting all the gay guys that I knew in high school from, like, just knowing of them. Like, they're in another high school, but we never got a chance yeah. to meet up. When I got to college, and we always like in college together, then it was like, oh, oh this, this is, is real gay. gay. Now you're all together. This is what gay. <laughs> now we're all together. Like, this is what it's like. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't have that luxury. And we had a gay gang, you know. I had a gay gang. I, w- I was in a gay gang. I can't believe I am telling this. I was in a gay gang called the Merc. Oh, what was the police called? It was like the. Oh, it's not the Merc Monsters because Merc Monsters were like. And it's not the Merc Mobsters. It was something else. I think it was like Merc Queens or Merc Kings or some shit like that. I forget what we called our gay gang. Day, <laughs> but. I was in a gay gang. It was like six of us I, from from my from my college. I was in any gay gangs, but I remember going back into high school. I I no one knew I was gay until they caught me having sex in the bathroom with that guy. Because apparently, two of my coworkers who went to school with me, I guess, heard me coming or <laughs> walked into the bathroom and I didn't know about it. Whatever happened, so then me and the guy came out the bathroom. Um, got my first blowjob and I got my first blowjob at, at a, my bathroom at work. So that's what started me in this, this path of destruction, right? Um, so yeah, so eventually people start whispering that I was gay. But at this point, I'm a, I'm a senior in this school. I've been there only a year plus. This is my second, my second half of my year. I didn't care. I was doing color guard, marching band, like rumors of me being gay didn't affect me at all. Like I didn't care about anybody's opinion of me whatsoever. They couldn't do shit to me. I don't I mean, live here with you guys. City. I'm not going to stay in this community forever. So, like, yeah, I'm gay or not. Like, what's the point? That was kind of situation. That's how I lived. I was like, I'm not going to listen to y'all. Whatever. Fucking. So when I went back to New York, care. this is me now living my life as a gay man in New York City. Totally different monster. If I was free to do whatever I wanted to I do, I was learning more about sex. I went to an art school. So it was me being really exploring my gay side when I, when I moved back to New York. Um, so I never did like the the Pose era of the 90s down at the pier and all that kind of stuff because I wasn't around really when that happened. I moved away for two years. And that came back in the 19, when I came back in 99, 98, 99. That's when I got, it, was, it, it was started to clean up. up a lot. 
So, but that's when I started exploring the the downtown because I heard about it. You know, you have heard about the village and blah blah. So when I feel like I was old enough to go down there and go to the you know have fun and go into bars and get into places that I knew I couldn't get into before, I took the opportunity and I started venturing out to those places. So I lived. I went to school in New York City, Manhattan. It was definitely you know, gay people everywhere. It was big. big, That's our school. Like thing to do. My first gay club I went to was with my my friends from art school. Went to the limelight in New York City, and I and I heard about the limelight before. I knew oh, about so all jealous, about it, bitch. You got to go to the limelight. Damn it! it. And I was like, okay, what are we going in? How I wanted to go to the limelight. This is what I dreamt of doing. And funny, watching Maury Povey. And, <laughs> oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, what's that fucking show? Sarah Jesse Raphael. Uh, Sarah Jesse Raphael. What's that lady name from Sarah, back in the day? Sarah Jesse Raphael. Raphael. Uh, Sally Jesse Raphael. Yes. Is that her name? Yes, that's her name. I, t- I tried to tell you three times, but you couldn't hear me. <laughs> I, I'm like, what's her name? Sally Sa- Jesse Raphael. Sally Jesse Raphael yeah, right? I said Sarah Jesse Raphael, but Sally, Sally Jesse Raphael with them glasses. Yes. Yeah, I used to want to be watching the club, the, kids. The club kids back in the day. I used to want to be on. I used to want to be in New York because of that. And that's what really started my dream of wanting to be here in New York is because I seen people like myself being able to live their lives. And it free. was. It really, it really, truly was. I went to the limelight. On those nights, they had 18 under. It was 18 under party. 18 plus, I'm sorry, not 18 under. 18 plus party. So they give you a separate wristband. Like, they give you a green wristband for 18 to 20-year-olds. And then everyone else didn't have yeah, wristbands. So if you had a wristband on, you knew that you were 20 or 18 years old. You couldn't be served alcohol. But you could still get into the club. And it was amazing, bitch. <laughs> it was so cool. Oh, my God. It was so, so cool. We only went once. Only went once in just a moment, you know, but it was just amazing that one time I went. It was amazing. Um, and that was the thing to do up south. I mean, I know a lot of people, I mean, up north. I know a lot of people up north want to come down south because we had Freaknik and all those freaking things. Like, if you didn't get a chance to come to Freaknik before Freaknik ended, you missed out because I did, I did Freaknik 97. 98 and 99. And I think the last one was in 2000 or 2001. And I did all Freakniks. Like, I literally did all the Freakniks. I didn't miss not one. I, I loved Freaknik. That's what I, I, I did Freaknik. That's what we wow. had. We had Freaknik. And I mean, I, oh my God. You talking about some good times? Jesus. I didn't know anything about what it was, though. And I even did the first Atlanta Gay Pride. So. And that was epic back then. Like, yeah, I didn't do any gay prides, really. You talking about growing up? So back in the day, Atlanta's first black gay pride. Yeah, we didn't. I didn't know what the fuck a, a black pride was. They had literally just started it, and I went down, and there was, I mean, we was partying in the streets. We had cars backed up in on Buckhead, just passing. I wasn't even smoking weed back then, but I remember now people smoking weed. It was passing blunts from car to car, drinks from car to car. It was, it was, it was How different. Old were you? Now it's like, I was nineteen at my first mm. prize. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do prize at all at nineteen. Nineteen, my first. I was in my first prize at nineteen. Um, I was traveling prize at that. Like, it wasn't nothing in North Carolina. I was with a guy that would travel to like Atlanta for pride. He would go down to Atlanta for the weekend. Just out of the blue, like I'm going to Atlanta, and it's because that's when Atlanta became like the place for black gays to go. I don't know why Atlanta, but for some reason, the black gays decided we're going to Atlanta, and that's what they did. They just 
started going to Atlanta for some reason. I don't know why. And it stuck. Like, that's where we go now. It's like, if you're black and gay. I never went to Atlanta until I was way older. Um, But it was for a guy. It was a marching band. A lot of my traveling even has been circled around like marching band and drum corps. So when I was doing, when I was 19, 20, 21, all those years, years where I could have been, you know, going to prize and exploring things, blah, blah, blah. I was doing drum corps all summer long. So I was on the road teaching kids or marching, performing around the country. So it didn't happen until I stopped doing that when I turned 21 that I started exploring the gay clubs and the nightlife and all that stuff. So, and then everything else was like a bear pride event. So it was never like a actual pride. It was a bunch of older, hairy, big ass men, in the hotel doing nasty things to each other for three days. That was my pride. <laughs> Ooh, they called that the mid Atlantic. I mean, there's lots of names for it. Lots of, there's, there's a million of these conventions now and parties and events now before it was, you know, they had like four or five major ones. Now everybody with a dollar can make a fucking event. And have guys just keep sexing oh, each other. And that's all communities. Yeah, I'm having Corona Pride oh, um, starting. You know, since we're stuck in the house, let's just have a virtual that's Pride. That's dope. Because all of the Prides have been all pushed back to, all of them have been pushed or to later, like yeah. October, which is so far later, which is so weird because we're going to be celebrating Pride. Want, in the on Florida, California, New York Pride can't happen and it can't happen. They might do something small, you know, like like a you know, um, reading of names or a visual, visual, visual. We'll be yeah, whatever visual. that yeah, and a memorial <laughs> service on the day yeah, of Pride, things. you know, but it won't be people out to the level of yeah. We'll be mourning people that died from yeah. Corona this year. I swear to God, this is one horrible motherfucking year. Twenty twenty is. <sighs> If this is supposed to be what the year is supposed to be like, I'm over it. Like, I brought my year in sleep. I did not realize that that meant I was going to be sleeping most of my year. Well, I wasn't asleep during my year, was I? No, I wasn't asleep at New Year's. I was awake. I would sleep up until New Year's because I was high as a motherfucking kite off a fucking edible that I should have not eaten before New Year's came in. Clearly, I was like, fuck it, I need this edible. And I woke up 10 seconds before the, the ball dropped. So I think, I think I woke up. I know, I know I woke up before the ball fell. I woke up just in time for the ball to fall. And then yeah. I went right back to sleep. Oh, I remember what it was. I think oh, I, was I was playing your song here in Canada. And I, and and I texted yeah, yeah, you. I filmed you. And the- <laughs> And then I just woke you up. I was like, we got the, uh, yeah, I mean, wake up. The ball like, like, I think I put Yay. champagne in your hand. Like, <laughs> like, <I> think... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did. He was like, like here, why? Take it. I'm like, uh, what's happening? <laughs> like, the ball but dropped. I haven't been sleeping that you long. Have. Yes, you have. Like, you've been sleeping like an hour. On stage. In front of the audience. In front of the like, audience. silly. <laughs> I I'm supposed to be the the, the MC the, the 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 like hype man. I'm sleep dead to the world, like dead sleep. There was nothing anyone could have done. Um, at that point in time, I'm just like that fucking edible. God bless Canada and their weed laws. Like, oof, that edible had me like toe the fuck up and toe back. I was sleep. But yeah, I, I I definitely came out. My first time coming out out was still in New York City, and my second job ever 
in the same time frame. Um, and I came out to a guy at my work named Kenneth, big black guy, gay, 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 gay. You can tell he was gay coming through the door. And um, we were standing at work in front of like fans. And um, so I came, out, I came out to him. I was like, somehow I was like, you know, I'm gay. I mean, because I wanted like a gay f- mentor or something like that. Cause I didn't know anything about being gay living in New York city. So I think I wanted, I wanted to tell somebody who I thought I could trust and could, could like sort of guide me in the right direction. Um, he, he was a nice guy. He told me, you know, this and that and A, B and C. And I, that first job, but that second job I had working at Bed Bath Beyond, that was a lot of sex. I had lots of dates. Who hasn't had sex in that place? I've had lots it was, of but it was like, an, I, I worked there, I I worked there and work I there. would get hit on by all these people. Cause I was a greeter most of the time. Then celebrities would hit on me too. And I, I did have sex with one guy while his wife was walking around the building. Walking the bathroom. Around. So I'm just saying, like, I had I needed someone who I can trust to, you know, make sure I'm doing everything right. And he was that guy. So Kenneth, that guy. I didn't have that until my mother came along. God bless her. So I didn't have that until then. And um, up until then, I was just pretty much free-flowing around yeah. trying to figure out what to do. I was couch surfing. I was a counselor. And men yeah, I never dick did. I did that dick surf? I don't. Mm, I, I did. Back down south, we was dick surfing because you, that was the way yeah. to have a place to stay. So you, I was literally sleeping with people yeah, just that's, to have that's rough. Like we could definitely talk about, you know, I want, on another episode, we will talk about youth, the hardships of like, and it's like the yeah. hardships of being gay and black. And, being homeless and black yeah like it's a it's a different thing like i know there's some white people that deal with it too they have the hardships as well but i feel like those white folks come from like yeah midwest bible belt even bible belt not yeah or down south somewhere and they're really a part they're not a part of the white privilege that everybody thinks they are just because they're white doesn't mean they're that white privilege um there are some white people that just don't they don't get the privilege because they're white um but they do get some passes Absolutely. in life. Uh, they don't mean that their white privilege card is completely revoked. Stamps on it. <laughs> Stamps on it already. So, yeah. I mean, I understand that. We, we will talk about that, too, because I lived it a lot and for a very, very, yeah. very long time. A long time before my mother took me in. And, and yeah, I didn't, I didn't dick surf. I, I always had some kind of stability in my life, but there have been people who I got into relationships with who really supported me in a certain way that helped me grow until I got to the next level of my life, which was another relationship. And then like I, I was telling Chris recently, I haven't been single since I've been like 19. Oh, bitch. This is as long as I've been single. Like I remember being time. single for maybe a like, month I'm, or two. I'm the same way. You know what I'm, I'm saying? The same way. And I was saying even to Chris, the last time I lived alone was when I lived in New York for the last three years without another person, even though we were, we were dating, I had nobody to like to see every day to day to day to day besides my aunt. But before that, I was living with a man, living with a man, living with a man. And it was like, wow, I didn't realize it till this week that being in isolation, self-isolation and everything and working from home that I have not been without a man for so long in my life. But I'm glad I, had, I got the opportunity and the time to separate my my work, my sex life from my living life 
where I didn't live with the same man, another man jump into another relationship right after leaving my other my ex husband in a way of us living together because I would have been fucking stupid at that time in my life. It's been stupid. Well, I'm glad I didn't either. I normally would have done the same thing. Um, I mean, Terry being my longest relationship ever. And then, um, I, I, I mean, I was single from, before I met Terry, I was probably single for a year. That was the longest because I was in the, in, re, in relocation. Yeah. I was from North Carolina to DC. Um, and then when I finally got settled into DC, I met Terry. Like, it's just like, once That's I was good. settled, I met somebody. And then we were together, we were together pretty much the entire time I was in DC up until I left. And I, this is as long as I've been single. It's been three years almost. This is as long as I've been single. I don't, I can't think of me being single. Yeah, this is as long as I've been single. I can't believe it either. But you have I really can't believe it. I'm used to having like a, a male companion or some kind of like consistent, uh, affectionate partner yeah. there, usually. But this is the first time I haven't had one. And I'm kind of gotten used to it now, but I do miss having somebody just a little bit. Like a regular somebody, not just these jack dicks. <laughs> jack dicks. Yeah, and I, I haven't even had one of those in a while because we, right before the quarantine, I was going through the sobriety thing. And this has made people have to become sober and like face their addictions because clearly I knew I had one. Um, this made me face my weed addiction. This has helped me get over my um, meth addiction a lot easier because if you can't, you know, be looking for sex or dealing with people that are doing it, then guess what? You won't be doing it either. So because I'm not looking for sex or not on the sites, I'm not running into people that are using the drugs. So I'm not even focused on the drugs, which has helped me get over it. Which is good. Which is very good. But yeah, and I'm not, that's a good thing. And I mean, I'm pretty sure it's forcing some people to get over it in the situation too in the shelters. However, I do know that um, it really ain't stopped it. Like, this motherfucker's still running around here dying. Someone died yesterday. As a matter of fact, they talked about it online from um, going to a sex party oh and people wind up being positive. And then you're smoking this drug, and the drug is, you're smoking it and it's crystallizing your lungs. And then you get corona which is a respiratory disease, which will shut your lungs down. Like, if you can't breathe already and then you get corona, what do you think is going to happen? Like, it's, it's just like being drowned. That's a horrible way of thinking about it, but it is true. It's a fact. That's what's happening. It's just like a, it's, it's a way of being drowned. Like, it's just basically, you're killing your lungs. If you're going out smoking crystal meth, it's going to make your lungs crystallize. You have to wait at least two or three days to get that out your system. And... Then you have you might potentially catch corona in between, so you could possibly like really kill yourself just trying to have sex. Like I can't believe people are taking the chance to smoke a fucking crystal pipe. I'm just not doing it. It just I just can't do it. I just I wish people would take the precaution and stop fucking having sex parties and orgies. You're spreading more than just HIV and syphilis and and all these spreading a fucking deadly ass virus that right now is deadly, um, and it's taking out lives. So man, you know what I'm saying? Like, just y'all want to be stupid, continue to be stupid on your own time. I'm ready for this shit to be over with. I believe we should just if you go out in the world like this, I think we should just start shooting people. <laughs> 
The Plague 2.0? Is that what The Plague 2 is about? Someone, you know, no, who was? Okay, Trevor Noah and Jimmy Fallon had a, um, they're doing like webcast kind of shows now. And they're recording at home and then playing on TV and and Comedy Central online. Anyway, Jimmy Fallon and uh, Trevor Noah were on one of the episodes and Trevor Noah was like, if these people, the people who have corona should be actual zombies because people need to see people being sick in order to think about, oh, I should stay away from that person. If there were zombies, that would happen no matter what. But because no one's, not, everybody looks yeah. sick, they think that it's a hoax or it doesn't, it's not affecting everybody when it takes at least three days from you, when you get it to when you start showing any kind of symptoms. So you can get it today and three days from now, just start showing a little soreness in the throat or a little cough. That's three days that goes by and you're touching everything. You're doing everything. You're fucking and, and thinking everything. And you're passing this virus and not even knowing it. So if you look like everybody like a zombie who had it, then you would know automatically stay away from that person. But it's not that way. Yeah, people are not looking like red yeah. noses and runny eyes and shit. Like people healthy look like, as fuck. They're like healthy Idris Alba did fuck. not look like he was sick at all. And he fucking was online like, yeah, I got it. I was like, what? He got it. How, uh, how he looked? Uh, yeah, like I was thinking to myself, how much did they pay you to do that? <laughs> At the, t- at the yeah. time, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, how much they pay you to do? Like, because clearly you don't, like, everybody else is sick. Like, why, why, you sick? Don't get, why are you not sick? Like, like Tom Hanks, you look sick. You look like, hey, but, guys, just letting you know, I have it. I have right, it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. In the beginning, I started thinking, like, oh, my God, they're paying celebrities now to make this <laughs> But clearly, um, they're not, you guys. They're not paying people, okay? They, they really do have it. I mean, people are dying. Like, even there's some celebrities that are dying. Like, yeah, I just see one. There's celebrities that are dying that that have it. Now, they may not be celebrities that we know, like, right now. They're off not young America people either, or something usually. like that. But they're not young either. Um, they're, they are an older, up in age. Some of them did have other problems too. Like, they reported that DJ that died in New Orleans. And I'm like, yeah, but he went into the hospital for pneumonia. So it wasn't just because he tested positive for Corona. Like y'all stop spreading lies. Yeah. Like people, that's another thing. Like people are dying from not just Corona. They're dying from complications of something else. And it's more amazing that even people online who we know are like, um, I'm tired. This is people overreacting. It's this and that. I'm like, like what, what news station are you watching? Is it cut off too? How do you not see what's going on in the world? Everybody is like child because everybody's like tired of watching CNN and MSNBC. Like we've seen, I mean, we watch the same thing over again, and then they contradict yeah. themselves so True. quickly. We're like, like, oh well, this is the news. This is something we just released. Like all these breaking newses, I have never seen so much breaking news in my life. Like, I've had more breaking news in the past two weeks than I've had in my uh, everything's lifetime. Breaking, everything's like, breaking news. Everything's breaking news. Everything. Anybody that's infected is a breaking news yeah. thing now. I'm just like, oh my god! And again, everybody's going crazy with like stupid little symptoms. Like I have one of my kids just texting me talking about, I got a headache. <laughs> Boy, lay your ass down. Just don't take ibuprofen like, or Advil. That's what they're saying is ramping up the disease in your body. Yeah, and mind you, they were telling people earlier at one point, and there was one study that said you could take ibuprofen. It was safe because they didn't know anything about it at the time. But now they're like, don't take ibuprofen. It helps with the um, mucus 
congestion. Um, and a lot of people don't know that. Like, I was thinking I could take ibuprofen. I have a fucking two big ass bottles of ibuprofen and not knowing that it will possibly cause the virus to like wrap up pretty fast. So if you have it, please do not take ibuprofen. Like I was taking it because some Don't. dummy said and I could. Then a, then a smart dummy, and then a smart dummy, he was like, stop that. taking it. <laughs> right. I'm just like, well, there's some places that in the UK they're saying you can, then there's some places saying you can't. I literally had to like say, fuck this. I'm calling down to Duke University to talk to one of my doctors that I used to talk to who is actually in charge of this shit now and was like, just drink hot stuff. You're a singer. You probably already been drinking hot tea. I was like, continue to do that because that will help keep the virus from like sitting in your throat, sitting in your mucus lining, any place that it could sit. If you're doing stuff hot, if you drink hot tea, hot water, it will help keep, keep clearing it out of your system. But it's not saying it will stop What's your it. blood it ain't a cure. You don't know your no blood type? Clue. Not one. I've never. That's crazy. Nope, don't know it. I don't even know where you could find it. From your doctor who takes your blood. Like at all. Don't know it. Blood type, child. HIV net positive. <laughs> maple syrup. <laughs> I appreciate sure that. Blood type maple syrup. How do you find out it's your blood, blood test? They, they, they tell question. you blood type. So when I went to go donate blood a number of years ago, like in the 90s, they told me about blood type. So I had a donor card and a donor's card to tell you blood type. Oh, yeah. So from from what I'm hearing research wise, um, blood type O is the least um, contagious or least transmittable or least catching it. I don't know the right word is. So it's not by blood types, blood but they find out that certain blood types um, are more susceptible to it. Like type A. You know what's going to happen? They're going to start breaking us down into like sections of the world. Like if you're black, you, I mean, they're going to start breaking this down into like, like you're doing blood types, like this blood type. And this, this is about to become a containment, contagion. This is about to be contagion. We're about to be sitting in the house for years waiting on our number to be called to get a fucking cure or a vaccine or whatever the fuck it is before we can come out of the house again. Like, I hope mine is like day one, day two. Because if I'm in the day three, day seven, day 140-something, oh, bitch, it's over. I'm I'm going to be out here fucking up somebody's house to get the goddamn um, uh, 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 the vaccine. I couldn't even think of the word. Here, wow. Well, I'm in Canada. They're already giving people money, so I think I'll be good here. Once, uh, because they got that shit together. Unlike the president of the U.S. and his cabinet, I still don't understand how um, a man can be tested for coronavirus and then not self-isolate while he gets the test results. And Trump did that and Pence did that. And that's just crazy to me. How that's allowed to even happen. Makes no sense how that even happens when when you have the president who again is literally being tested for coronavirus and then still and then still not self isolating 
as if it's just a, just like you went to the doctor for a blood exam and you'll find out in four days. Like he should have been self isolating until he found out the test results. You don't take the test and then go about your business like as you, if you don't have it. Oh yeah, he did. He him and Pence did the same thing. It's like yeah, I don't think I have it, so I'm gonna get tested to keep going about my fucking business. Anyway, yeah, I mean it's just it completely just don't do it. Stay in the house. Don't stay in the house. As Listen much, to us as much as you possibly can. And, as much as you possibly can stay in the house and smoke for, weed and if you eat food. Like I'm literally gonna stretch mine for the next couple days. Y'all don't understand. Like I smoke. I really did smoke a whole blunt first because I hadn't smoked in a long time, and then I'm like, then I start to, to roll another one. I'm like, bitch, wait a minute, you have to stretch this. So I was like, mm, nope, put it down, and that was that. So we don't know when we're coming out. I'm actually about to go plant mine into the ground, and hopefully it will grow a tree. We're gonna wish for a tree to grow from what I plant off of this. But um. This show has been fun to record and quite difficult because we did have some breaks here, but we're going to get out of here, you guys, because we're not going to keep you any longer. Nope. And I love how we circled back. We went from Corona through the whole imaginary world of sexuality back to, back to Corona. <laughs> like the magic school bus. It's like the school bus starts at the school. It goes through your body, through your life, and all of a sudden, it's back at the school. So big now. Okay. <laughs> So we're back. An adventure. It's called an adventure, people. Yeah. Get into it. So look, you All guys right. continue to stay clean, stay safe. We would have let you guys come into the apartment, but it's best y'all stay out today. So with that being said, <laughs> I am your boy, sequel Christian with an X. I'm not going to do that Pokemon alone. And I am your neighborhood-friendly black bear, Jay Light. Please don't shoot. And together, we are well beyond. And we're out. Pumper 420 episode 9. Yeah, whatever Peace. it is, child. Just, just, like, okay? Like, we don't care no more. We over it. Like, just get me out of here. <laughs>